Hallelujah. Why don't you just stand on your feet for a moment and just begin to magnify the Lord with us just for a moment. All over this building, will you just lift your hands as a sacrifice of worship and praise. Hallelujah. There's a real king in the building today. There's a real king that's in this building today. There's a real presence tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, just begin to magnify his name. Just begin to verbalize your worship. Hallelujah, Lord, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to that King. Hallelujah to the King. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise tonight. Hallelujah to that name that's above every name. Lord, we give you praise to a power that's above all power, to a glory that's beyond all glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I just feel the presence of God in this room tonight. God is moving over hearts tonight. He's solidifying his presence in your life tonight. He's not a distant deity. He's a living God. He's a living God. He's an ever-present help in time of trouble. Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. On this Christmas Eve, we give you praise for the Christ. For the Christ that was born. Christmas Eve, and there's supposed to be a protocol right here, and we're supposed to be a little bit more refined, but I feel God in this building tonight. I feel the living presence of a king tonight. There's something that's moving in this building tonight that's beyond earthly affairs. There's something moving in this building beyond intellect. There's something moving in this building that's beyond money, degrees. There's a presence that's moving in this building tonight to let you know and to solidify that his birth was real, that his coming was tangible, 
and that he's not a distant deity off in the future somewhere, but he's a living God, and he lives in the heart of men. He lives in the heart of mankind. There's a moving of God that's moving over this building tonight, and I just want somebody to receive it. I just want somebody to recognize there's a king in this house tonight. He's more powerful than presidents. He's more powerful than governments. He's more powerful than prime ministers and elams. He is the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If, if you don't mind, if you, if you need to, you can be seated. But we're going to, I don't want to hold you. But we're going to be passing out the communion elements. We're going to get ready to receive communion tonight. But I was thinking a while ago while the worship team was worshiping. And the way God speaks to me, the way that God uses me is that I prepare, I do what I'm supposed to do, but then then I read an atmosphere or I feel an atmosphere. And, and at some point in the middle of the worship service, something shifted in the atmosphere over this building. Something began to move in this building. And then when Selah Jackman began to sing, I felt something stirred in my heart. Didn't she do a good job tonight? Didn't Selah do a good job? But when this worship team was leading us, and you just got to forgive me. I, I, I'm trying to be refined because it's Christmas Eve and we don't want to mess nobody's plans up. But somebody in here tonight needs to know that this God that we serve is real. It's not something that we do on Sunday mornings just to get by to say we punched in our religious clock. But it's a lifestyle that we live. And I know there are many people in this building that my phone has been blown up all day. My wife's phone has been blown up. There's so many needs that are just happening, so many deaths that are happening, so many physical healings. People are needing God. They're need, believing God for miracles. We've had three or four people already text us about deaths that just happened today. Not, not, nobody in our church, just friends of ours. But I believe tonight that God's a healer. I believe tonight that the God that we serve is a restorer. And the reason why Christ came was not so that we could have a religious mindset or religious practice or religious activity. The Bible says that he came to set the oppressed free. He came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to set the captives free. And I don't know about you, but Christmas, Christmas means more to me than Santa Claus. Christmas means more to me than just another present under the tree. And I'm so glad tonight that 2,020 years ago when I couldn't get to God, God came to me. He came to me. He was born as a baby, but he grew to become the king of all kings. And there's something that's happening in our earth even as we speak tonight there's a moving of the Holy Spirit and I know we're living in times of uncertainty I know we're living in times where nothing makes sense I know we're living in fragile times 
I know we're living in times of fear and panic and worry and anxiety, but I got a cure for the worry. I've got a cure for the anxiety. I got a cure for the panic. I got a cure for COVID. I got a cure for the pandemic, and his name is Jesus Christ, and there is no other name given among men whereby which we can be saved. And I, I was just worshiping the Lord there, and I, I got called up and and it's been it's been a real tough year for my family I just I just lost it there for a moment because this is my first Christmas ever without my dad it's my wife's first Christmas ever without her mom they just passed away a few months ago and I just want to be honest with you tonight I don't know how people survive without Christ because the only thing I know to do is when I'm hurting so bad, I just get lost in worship. I find something that's greater than my pain, and his name is Jesus Christ. And I don't believe I'm the only one in this building tonight. I believe there are people all over this building tonight. You've got something going on in your life. You've got some, you've got some stuff that's going on in your life that you can't fix. A doctor can't fix. A therapist can't counsel it out. There's things that are happening in your life. And the cure for whatever's going on in your life is Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. I'll let the ushers, if you guys, if you'll help me. I don't know, if, have they already passed it out? You already passed it out? Just, just bring me one. Okay, would you just bring me one, please? Because I want to pray tonight. I want to pray tonight. Thank you. I want to pray tonight because I want to I do this right. That there are two main reasons, two main reasons why Jesus Christ came. Number one, he came to redeem a fallen mankind. The Bible says he came to save us of our sins. That means you can't save yourself. You can't be good enough to make it to heaven. You can't do enough good on this planet to make it. See, that's what Muslims think. Muslims think if I do enough good in humanity, I can make it to heaven. That's not true. Jesus Christ came to forgive us of our sins. He came to pay a debt that he did not owe. So he came so that you and I could have a life and have it more abundantly. In fact, when the wise men came to see Herod, they said, we came to see the one, Jesus Christ, King of the Jews, who come to save the world of their sins. That's, why, that's one of the reasons why he came. The second reason why he came was found in 1 John 3, 8. The Bible says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. I just want to tell you tonight, when you, when you are in Christ, there is no power that's more powerful than Christ that can come against you. He came to destroy, destroy. One translation says he came to annihilate the works of the devil. He came to take care of the enemies that are against us. And my Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
I'm telling you, when you live in a world that is going as crazy as ours, when you can't trust people, you can't trust governments, you can't trust systems, you got to know that there's a king that's a living God, and he's right there, and he's able to override the powers of hell. So he came to set us free. He came to destroy the power of darkness. Some of you may be in here tonight and you're living in darkness. It's not that you don't love God, but there's some, there's some darkness in your life. There are things that are going on in your life and you know it ain't right. Jesus came to destroy that. There might be some men in here that's hooked on pornography. You know what? Jesus came to destroy that. There might be some people in here that's hooked on being habitual liars. Jesus came to destroy that. He came to set us free. There might be somebody here struggling with lust. He came to destroy that. There might be somebody here that's struggling in your relationship, in your marriage. He came to reconcile. He came to put it back together. That's what he came to do. There might be somebody in here tonight, you're fighting in your body. You're believing God for a healing. The Bible says, by his stripes, we are healed. I'm not trying to get healed. I'm already healed. He came to destroy the power of the enemy against our life. They were singing this song a while ago, Oh Holy Night. About 6 o'clock this morning, just before the sun came up, it's pretty much what I do every day, but I came on this property, and I just began to pray over this property, begin to pray over this service, begin to pray over you. I didn't know you'd be here, but I was just praying for the people that would be here. And this song kept coming up in my heart, Oh Holy Night. But what really came up was there's this one little line in the midst of that song that says, A thrill of hope for a weary world. A thrill of hope for a weary world that rejoices. You know what? We need something to rejoice about tonight. I don't know about you, but this has been a weary year. But the thrill of hope came so that a weary world could rejoice. That thrill of hope is not in medication. That thrill of hope is not even in a counselor. And thank God for all of those things. I'm not against them. That thrill of hope it's not in making more money or having a better house or a better car to drive because you can make all the money in the world and be miserable. You can have 15 houses and not have a home. He became the thrill of hope. That's why we celebrate tonight. Jesus Christ is our thrill of hope. And maybe you're in this place tonight and you feel overwhelmed. Maybe you feel outnumbered by the enemy. But I'm telling you, there's miracle power flowing in this place tonight. There's miracle power flowing in this place tonight. So as we get ready to receive our communion, I don't know if, you, if everybody knows how to do this or not. It's kind of tricky. I'm going to get somebody up here to assist me. But on the top part of that, there's a wafer. If you'll peel that one layer off. I think I got it. Thank you. Maybe you can open that for me. Just peel that top paper off there 
Hallelujah. That, that song, Oh Holy Night, it, it comes to us. Thank you. I'm just going to sit right here. It comes to us in this hour as a prophetic indication that another kingdom has arrived. And the kingdom that has arrived came to overthrow all the other existing kingdoms in the world. That's the thrill of hope that we have that's in Jesus Christ. Tonight as we get ready to receive communion together, this becomes very important because this is not a, it can be, but it, to me it's not, a, it's not a religious ritual. It's part of the ordinance that God gave the church. There's mainly two main ordinances that God gave the church. One of them was communion. The other one was baptism. It always amazes me how Christians don't want to receive communion and how believers don't want to be baptized. And it's the two ordinances God left in the church. But tonight, we're getting ready to receive communion. And Paul said on the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Tonight, this wafer that you're holding in your hand represents the body of Jesus Christ. It's the broken body of Jesus Christ. He bore our pain, spirit, physically, emotionally, he bore our pain. The Bible says that by his stripes, we are healed. He took on the punishment so that we could be healed tonight. Maybe you're broken in here tonight. Maybe you're broken emotionally. He took on that pain. His body was bruised and broken so that you could be healed tonight. Isaiah said he was wounded for our transgressions bruise for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we're healed can I just prophesy over this congregation tonight somebody's going to get healed tonight somebody's going to get healed in their body tonight somebody's going to get healed in their emotions tonight somebody's going to receive it tonight by faith when he broke it he began to pray Father we thank you tonight for the broken body of Jesus and Father, we receive that body tonight. We receive it, we partake of it, and we thank you for the bruised and the broken body of Jesus Christ. We remember what you did on Calvary, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Come on, let's just receive together. said in the same night he took the cup after the supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes this cup that we hold in our hands is the cup of the new covenant 
it represents the blood of Jesus Christ that sealed our redemption. The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there are no forgiveness of sins. Had he not shed that blood, we couldn't be forgiven today. It's the blood of Jesus, the Bible says, that cleanses us from all sin. So tonight as we get ready to receive this cup of the new covenant, we receive it by faith and we thank God that our sins have been forgiven. Amen. Father, tonight we pray and we thank you that as we receive this cup, that our sins, past, present, and future, have already been taken care of. And Lord, we receive tonight by faith this cup of the new covenant, and we thank you for the blood tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. Come on, let's receive together. You can just pass those cups down to the end of the aisle. Our ushers will come and grab them from you if you want to. But all over this building tonight, we're about to move into just a quick prayer for the power of God to move. So if you need healing in your body, if you need restoration in your body, in your marriage, just lift your hands and just begin to worship God. Just begin to thank God right now because the power of God is moving. Come on, don't let this moment slip you by. Let's engage in his presence for a moment. Lord, we thank you tonight for healing. Lord, we thank you tonight for the healing power. Come on, if you need healing tonight, let the power of God move. Let the power of God touch you. Don't go through Christmas broken. Don't go through Christmas hurting. Don't go through Christmas being disconnected. It's the blood. It's the power of the cross. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the cross. Thank God for redemption. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, you can be free tonight. You can be free of the power of sin. What is Christmas? Christmas is about being free. I'm free in Jesus Christ. I'm free to live. I'm free to move. And I'm free to have my being.
we get ready to go, maybe you know somebody tonight that needs a healing in their body. Maybe you know somebody that, need, that may need a miracle. Can we take about 30 seconds and just pray for somebody else? My phone, I'm not, I, I, make, I make no joke about it. My wife's phone, my phone, it has been ringing off the hook today of people that are hurting. People that are hurting on the inside. Either they lost loved ones or a loved one is about to die. Things are happening. But I believe in the midst of that, God can speak. God can move. God can break the power of the enemy. Amen. Amen. Can we take about 30 seconds? Maybe you know somebody tonight, but can we just begin to pray? Father, we just pray for those that are lost. We pray for those that are hurting. Lord, I pray for that loved one. I pray for that friend. God, I ask you to go where doctors cannot go. Move where doctors cannot move. God, I speak peace over turmoil. I speak peace over chaos. Lord, make yourself known in the midst of a weary world. Let the thrill of hope rise in hearts. Let this Christmas be the greatest experiential Christmas presence that we've ever seen. May the reality of Jesus Christ come alive. Come alive in our hearts. Come alive tonight in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. How many believe this could be your greatest Christmas ever right here? Come on, just put your hands together. I believe that. If there's anything that COVID had taught, has taught us, or the pandemic, the scamdemic, the pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Whatever it has taught us, it's taught us that everything in this world really don't matter. Things really don't matter. If anything, when the quarantine got locked down the first couple of months when COVID broke out in the middle of April, really strong, people begin to realize, you know what, all those, all those things are not really necessary. And more importantly, God began to put a reset in the body of Christ. We begin to refocus our attention on what really matters at the end of the day. What really matters at the end of the day is not how much stuff I can accumulate, but it's how much God I can carry. It's what really matters and how much God I can release. It's what it's taught us. And I just want to say that I, I love Christmas. My wife and I, we love Christmas time. We've had more parties this year at our house. My wife has burned out. She's partied out. We got one more tonight <laughs> and then another one tomorrow. We love Christmas time. It's, it's, the most, it's our most favorite, favorite time of the year. And we go all out. We go as hard as we can. We love to celebrate it. I love everything about it. But it never takes the place of what Christmas is all about. Because if you have a Christmas without the Christ, all you have is a form of godliness with no power. 
I don't know about you, but I don't want no Christmas without Christ. That's why we come and just bring a little bit of attention back to the Lord. Amen. We're going to go out with this song. Our worship team's going to sing, and then Pastor Carlos is going to come to dismiss.